Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. I'm very pleased to be with you today as we approach the holiday season. Thanksgiving, Christmas, most people are not, not thinking about buying or selling a home. And they're also not thinking too much about taking care of their credit. Credit is so important in America nowadays, probably more important than ever because so many people depend on credit and your credit report to determine if they want to do business with you, if they want to sell something to you on time. And believe it or not, some prospective employers will actually check a credit report on employment candidates just to see if they know how to manage the financial part of their lives. The world is so demanding, employers want people that can not only take care of business, but can take care of their own personal finances because it's a lot of stress when you're going to work and you know that you've got credit issues, that you've got a looming bankruptcy, or you owe somebody a whole bunch of money that you know you you can't pay them or you don't want to pay them for a variety of reasons. That, ladies and gentlemen, will come back, maybe not to haunt you, but to cause some sleepless nights because you've got great things in store for your future, for your family's future. Credit could be one of the issues, one of the roadblocks that causes you pain. On today's radio show, we're going to talk about improving your credit, maintaining your credit, how to monitor your credit, and how to think about your credit even when most people aren't telling you to do that like during the holiday season, when people want you just to call in, just to drop in, and just to give your credit card information so that you can buy, buy, buy. That's all they're thinking about. You've got to turn the tables around and take control of your finances. That's what we're talking about today on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and we will be right back. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You really did pick a great day to tune into our radio show today. Nevada Real Estate Radio is almost completing a full 12 years of broadcasting. Wow, it's really amazing. Every week since 2006, we have been helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. And even people that don't end up buying or selling real estate can get a lot of knowledge and solid advice from listening to our radio show. Today, we're talking about one of the most important things in business, and that's a credit report your credit report, for instance, and how it can impact the ways that you live your life and do business. So we're coming into the major holiday seasons between Thanksgiving and Christmas. A lot of people are spending money and very few people are talking about managing their credit, about maintaining good credit. A lot of people are just thinking about spending money. Well, that's not what we're doing here today on our radio show because we know how to stretch a nickel. We know how to get good value without spending a whole lot of money. One of the ways to get good value is to keep track of your money. I mean, how many people nowadays write checks for everything that they pay? Eh, Very few. Uh, You know, you've got to be from my generation or even beyond older to be able to depend on checks as your method of payment. The swiping of the card, pretty darn easy. Inserting the chip, even easier. I mean, you can call on the telephone sometimes and order stuff by just giving them your credit card information. It's so easy, in fact, that many people forget about 
you know, the fact that they're actually spending cash money right out of their checking account. So the first thing I want to talk today about is monitoring your credit, monitoring your money, even more important. I know a lot of you have debit cards, credit cards, you do everything online, but what happens there, and I've learned this from talking to many, many people in the real estate mortgage world, is that people tend to forget about looking at their balances. They forget about looking at who they've done business with lately. And many times they won't look at their credit card statement online or activity online, you know, for days, for weeks. Some people rarely ever look at all. They just know that the money goes in from their automatic deposit. And when they make a payment or buy something, they use a credit card. That is the track, ladies and gentlemen, to the poor house. There are so many people attacking credit cards and with identity thefts and data breaches, it's very likely that you may have experienced somebody taking out money from your account without you ever knowing it. So my first tip is this, you've got to check your bank accounts that you do business with online on a regular basis. That's your checking account, your debit card. You've got to check that on a daily basis. It has to be a routine. Now, some people maybe don't buy items every single day, but I would bet most of us that are using credit cards and debit cards are actually using them almost on a daily basis. Maybe you don't keep the receipt. Maybe you don't file the receipt, but thank goodness you've got the digital report. So here's the thing. Every evening when I get home, I look at my email. I check my social media to see if anybody likes me and I check my bank accounts because <laughs> people might not like me too much if my bank account isn't in good standing. Look, here's what I'm checking for. I am checking for any charges that I've made recently to make sure they balance up. I'm checking too for charges that I don't recognize. And when I see a charge that I don't recognize, of course, the first thing is I freak out. I say, oh, wait a minute, somebody's gotten into my account. Somebody's taken my money without me knowing. But if you click a couple of buttons and you maybe get a copy of the, uh, of the charge or you do a little digger, uh, deeper digging online on your account, you may well find that it was in fact something that you authorized or maybe it's an automatic payment, but it's getting you used to the fact that you're looking at your charges. Now, in my case, every now and then, oh, maybe once or twice a year, I see a charge for some odd amount from someplace that I don't recognize. And typically it'll say a foreign country's name like Canada or uh, Brussels or Mexico. I don't know how they get into my system, quite frankly. But when I find those, I call the 800 number of my bank account. I tell them that I've got a charge that I don't recognize. And in, in those cases, because they aren't my charges, they actually write them off. Now, they ask me to fill out a fraud report so that they can know that it's on file, that somebody made a malicious charge in my account. But in most cases, what they're looking for too is to see if that charge comes up again on my account or on other, other people's accounts. Because there are a lot of schemes and scams going along around the world where people take out small amounts of money from identities that they've captured. And it's such a small amount that most people don't even raise an eyebrow. If it's only $8.42, I mean, who's really going to quibble about that? Is it worth our time even to make a call? But what happens, you see, is the fraudsters make these kinds of charges not only on your account, my account, but they probably hit thousands, if not millions of accounts across the country. And even if just half of those accounts raise the red flag and get that written off of their account, these fraudsters are making millions and millions of dollars by doing these illegal small transactions 
on your account without your knowledge. So you owe it to yourself, your family, your friends, and all of society to make a report to your credit card or your debit card account management company and let them know there's fraudulent activity on my account and you've got to clean it up. Because not only can you affect the charges that people see on their credit cards or debit cards in other places across the country, people you don't even know, but if these fraudsters find that you're allowing this kind of activity to pass on your credit card, these small charges that no one's even noticing, the next time they may well come back with a bigger charge, maybe $40 or $50, maybe $100 or $150. They will continue to do this until they get stopped. And by the time you catch them, in most cases, it's probably going to be too late. So most important tip of the day, every evening when you get home or every morning before you go to work, check your bank statements online to make sure there isn't any suspicious activity. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is why you want good credit, why you want to be able to take care of your credit. Well, like I mentioned, you want to protect yourself against fraudulent activity because you want to make sure that your balance is as high as possible. You want to keep the money that you've worked hard to earn into your account. You don't want to just let it get siphoned away by others. But even more importantly, when you're applying for credit to buy a new car, to buy furniture, to buy a house, somebody is going to check your credit. And what you may find if you've let these kinds of things slip by on your bank account, they may well be slipping by in other ways. How? Well, these rosters are really amazing. If they get a hold of your identity, it's very likely that these fraudsters would use your identity to get credit to buy things in your name, but have them shipped to their address. Now, they might do that just so they can establish a pattern of doing good business with a merchant for a while. Maybe they'll order things and pay for things using your identity. But at some point, they may order something really, really big and decide this is the time that they'll skip. This is the time that they won't make that big payment. And guess who's going to be left holding the bag? That's right. It's you, the person that has had your identity stolen. And believe me, it doesn't mean that they stole all of your identity and they're doing everything in your name. All they need is one small piece of your identity and have a plan to take advantage of that new acquisition that they've made. And before too long, you may be paying a huge, huge price for not monitoring your credit. We're going to give you more advice and guidance, especially when it comes time to getting a mortgage loan to buy a home after this message. So you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender.
There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515, to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying conversation with my radio listeners like I have during the past 12 years, helping people make great decisions when it comes to buying or selling real estate. But, you know, buying and selling real estate is something we might do maybe three, four, five, six times in our life, some more, some less. But it's not like we're doing it all the time. So when we're talking about managing and maintaining good credit, it's not only for the purpose of getting a mortgage, but it's for your whole life. I mean, who wants to spend their time in court trying to recover losses just because somebody stole your identity and it took a few years to find that? I mean, it can cost you many, many things beyond the value of your credit and your money. It can cost relationships. It can damage family relationships when your credit is shot and worst of all, it wasn't even your fault. It can happen, but a lot of people have bad credit because it is their fault. I mean, some people just think they can get away with not paying their bills. So the most important tip at this segment is to pay your bills on time. Sometimes in my past, I remember hearing from a creditor many, many years ago, and he asked me why I hadn't made my car payment yet. And I said to him, well, I have made my car payment. And he said, but in the last six months, you've always been 30 days behind. I, I, I didn't understand that. He said that about six months prior in my past life, I had made my car payment 30 days late. I'd been late and I didn't realize it, did not realize it. So what happened was every time I made my payment after that, I was always paying for a month behind. I kept getting late charges. And it took me those six months before they actually called me to figure out what happened. Yeah, I'd forgotten to mail a check. I mean, people forget things. We're only human, right? But after that, I bought myself one of those fancy little calendars and book that you can put in your pocket. And this was back in the 70s and 80s. And I would write notes on this calendar to remind me to make a payment on this particular day so that I would not get behind again. At that time, I wasn't all that crazy and concerned about my credit report because credit reports weren't that big of an issue at the time. What I was concerned about is getting a call during my dinner hour from a creditor saying, hey, we're missing a payment. So whatever the motivation is, here's what you've got to do. Mark your payments in a calendar. And I know you don't use a little book calendar that you're writing with a pencil anymore. We're probably using an Outlook calendar or some other form of digital calendar to make our monthly regular payments. It's really important that you do that. And it's really important that you abide by what your calendar says when those dates come up. You've got to make those payments on time. And you've got to make them so that you can keep your good credit, but you've got to make them so that you can continue to live your life. Let's face it, if you're making a rent payment and you miss the rate pa rent payment far enough, they're going to throw you out of the house. Well, the same thing is true with a mortgage payment or a car payment or furniture payment, whatever. You miss those payments, 
life is going to start to get real tough for you. And when your family finds out about it, it's going to be even tougher because then you got something that Desi Arnaz used to talk about. You've got some splaining to do. People want explanations as why. Why did you miss that payment? And the hardest ones to give that explanation to is your family. So get your calendar ready, put all of your regular monthly payments and put them in there to make that payment on that day. What I typically do is I put that the payment is due one or two days before it is actually due. Because you know how it is. You get busy, you get tied up, you're so fast and going through a calendar, you might miss something. So give yourself a couple of days so that you have a little bit of flex room to make that payment. Now, the second way and the most important way that a lot of people are using nowadays is they're setting up automatic payments on their checking accounts or their debit cards accounts so that the payment will automatically go on the right day to pay those monthly bills. Now, that's a great idea. And if you can set that up, by all means, I encourage you to do it. Still, I've had mistakes happen with the credit card companies where they do not process my automatic payment on time. I've just recently, in fact, had a great conversation with a creditor that I set up automatic payment on and the payment still does not go to them on time. I get a statement in the mail and it tells me how much I owe and it says the minimum balance due and then right under it, it says auto pay is on. I go to my website, I check the same account and it says right there, auto pay is on. But yet, for the previous three months, the auto pay never went to the bank. So what'd they say? Yeah, they said, Peter, you missed a payment. Now, the good news for me is I always work on paying my bills of this type, installment loans, sending a little extra every month. And that's another great tip. Send a little extra than the minimum payment. And I do it in the form of a second processing payment. It might be a direct withdrawal from my account. I'll just type in the information or I might go old school. I might send an extra check for $100 on this account that I have, knowing that I have auto payment for the minimum amount, but I'm also going to send an extra 100 to reduce the balance. That's a great way to show that you're really on top of it when it comes to paying your bills. And it's also a great way to protect yourself in case the auto pay function on that account does not work. So pay your bills on time, set up a calendar, and set up auto pay on your bills so that you can make sure or nearly make sure that those payments will be made. And then check your statements again, like I talk about every day. And on that day, you should see that the auto payment came out. If for some reason the auto payment wasn't out on the day it's supposed to be, that's your opportunity to make a phone call, talk to customer service. And in all likelihood, you can make a payment right over the phone by just reading your credit card information. But as much as I think technology is wonderful, it's not infallible. It does make mistakes. They still haven't cleared up this glitch on my one account with the auto pay. But, you know, I'm an expert at this paying your bills on time and talking to people about paying the bills. So being able to check my accounts every day is a huge help. Set up a system that works for you so that you can make your payments on time. And whenever you can, send in a little extra on that payment so you can pay less interest overall, and you can get your payment on that installment note done all the quicker. Paying bills, it's not an easy thing, and I I wish I had somebody to do that for me. I'm not in a position in my life where I have that, so it's one of the big responsibilities I have. We all want to avoid stress in our world, and we do a number of things to do that, but I know that a big part of stress comes to all of us in our world because of money or because of the lack of it or because the lack of knowledge about it. You really got to know and respect your money. And it makes it hard when we're going into the holiday season. 
man, the TV commercials, the newspaper ads, the radio ads, the billboards, websites, social media, everybody's trying to do the same thing, sell something to me. It is just amazing. I am so popular when somebody wants to sell something to me, but that's the way sales work. People, web ads will do anything they can to motivate you to buy something that you may not need or heck, may not even want. The whole idea of advertising is to create a desire where none exists or to remind you to buy from that individual or that company when you need a particular service. So being aware of what commercials and what advertisements do to the buying process is really one of the big, biggest things that many people forget about when it comes time to managing their money. So let me ask you this. Of all the things you bought this year, how many things did you really need? Need. Most people think they need things when, in fact, they want things. They want entertainment. They want to go out to a fancy dinner. They want to buy themselves a nice gift. Or they want to buy a nice gift for somebody else so that that person will like them. You know, the, the novelty of buying gifts was pretty substantial in the 1800s, in the 1900s, because there really wasn't that much stuff to buy. In those days, maybe, maybe people were buying things that were, had been handmade by someone else, or people were making gifts of their own because they either didn't have access to buy that gift anywhere else before the internet age, or they just didn't have the money to spend what it would take to buy that item new, when in fact they knew they could buy it, or make it rather, on their own. So that's another bit of advice I'd like to give to you when you're managing your credit. When you're giving gifts, think about the cost of the gift you're considering to buy versus what you could give that individual that you could either make or maybe already have, and you'd get the same amount of satisfaction, the same amount of thanks from that person that you're giving this gift for. I mean, it's really true. The gifts that come from the heart are the most important. And many times, the gifts that come from our heart are things that we actually made ourselves. When somebody makes a gift for somebody, they're thinking about them probably throughout the whole time. You remember grandma knitting a new sweater or dad building a new toy or a new toy house for his children. In those days, I mean, there was a whole lot of love associated with gifts because there was time, effort, and energy included with that gift. Nowadays, people shop online, order a gift to be delivered to someone else, they may not even see them. They might not even talk to them. I mean, let's face it, how much real satisfaction is there in that type of gift giving? Think about giving something that you already have to someone else, something that you love and treasure yourself. I mean, if you really love something that much and you give it to another, just think about how much you must really love that other person. And that other person will know how that gift got to them, and I guarantee you they're going to feel all the more love to you for giving them a gift that's truly from yourself. We have more ways that you can improve your credit and manage your money after this quick message from our sponsors. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. 
Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Sage International Incorporated is proud to be celebrating 23 years in business. We believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. And we're back. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on 1180 AM Radio here in Northern Nevada. We love being on this radio show because we reach thousands and thousands of people every week as we broadcast the radio show. And then, of course, we post the podcast to our own website, Nevada Real Estate Radio. There you can see photos of previous guests and listen to all of our past radio shows that we've done over the course of the last 12 years. So you can kind of see how things have evolved and, you know, see what the differences in the real estate activity is in northern Nevada throughout the different cycles that we've been through. And boy, have we been through a cycle. In 2012, it was in January when the market pretty much bottomed out here in the 2000s in northern Nevada. I remember then the median home price was about $150,000. That's for a three-bedroom, two-bath, stick-built home here in the northern Nevada area today. In November of 2017, just about five years later, the home prices are more than double what they were then. They're well over $300,000 for a median home price in northern Nevada. Again, three-bedroom, two-bath, stick-built home. I was reading in one of the publications, in fact, recently, that in the Midtown area of northern Nevada, an investor, a developer, has built townhomes there available for people that want to live in the Midtown area of Reno. Sounds great, right? Get this. The median home price, it's going to start at about 400 and more, $400,000 per town home. That's unbelievable. Look, we've got to really keep up with the future, but we also have to know that everything moves in trends. Think about this when you're spending money, whether it's on a house or whether it's on a car, furniture, whatever the item is, the trends are going to change. Prices are going to move up and prices are going to move down. And so many times when we buy something, it's not much longer that we start to lose the appreciation for that new acquisition. So you've got to ask yourself, how am I going to feel about this purchase in a month, in a year, in five years? Will I be able to look back and say this is a good deal? If you're unsure, maybe you need to keep shopping. Keeping a good eye on your credit is a good important thing, but it's mostly about keeping a good eye on your finances. The holiday seasons are tough on people because 
We want to make other people happy. We're conditioned to buy gifts for other people, but we may not have that money to do that. So many times, a gift is not an item, but a gift might just be a visit, a service, a phone call. Think about that when you're in the gift-giving mode and you're trying to keep up with your finances, like we talked about in the last segment. Nothing is uh, really appreciated quite so much as a true gift from the heart. We're talking about gifts for other people, but the gift to you is good credit. When you have good credit and you have money in the bank, you've got capacity. One of the things that people do not think about when it comes to maintaining good credit is maintaining a good balance in your bank account. No two people are different, so one person might think that having $1,000 of reserve in their bank account is a dream, right? It's the best thing. Other people might think you need 10000 or 100000 or a million dollars. It really just depends on what your starting point is. But I encourage you this, when you have money in the bank, when you've got money saved, it's very likely that you're conditioned to make good decisions with your money. If you're saving your money or a little piece of it every week, every month, then you're probably going to be monitoring how you spend that money because a lot of money is wasted in America. And if you can stop wasting money and you can put more money in your savings account, when somebody orders your credit report, they're going to see that, you know, you're an astute individual. You're a good credit risk. And when it comes time to buying a home, here's another thing. People are going to want to look not only at your credit score and your credit activity, but a mortgage lender that orders your credit report is going to ask you about your bank balances. There's a lot of reasons that your mortgage credit is important to a mortgage lender and to you. When a mortgage lender looks at your credit report, they not only see what your payment history and how much money you owe, but they're going to see if there are any other negatives on your report, like maybe some questionable identities. There might be other people that are noted or other accounts that you don't recognize. There might be some public records information. If somebody's using their identity and they get taken to court or they get sued or the lien or a judgment is filed on somebody, it's going to appear there and it will affect your credit adversely. Even with a good score, if you have a negative on your public records file, like there's an outstanding judgment, you, whether it's yours or not, everything has to stop. That has to get cleared up. So beyond just paying your bills on time and beyond just knowing that you have to have a score, there are other things around your credit score that make a big difference. So public records is a big one. Public records is something that mortgage lenders are looking at very closely, way beyond what you might see on a credit report to buy a new automobile or to buy furniture or household goods. The mortgage credit report is the most extensive. So be aware that when you look at your mortgage credit report for the first time, you're probably going to see some surprises. A mortgage lender is going to ask also for an opportunity to see your bank statements where you do your normal transactions on a daily basis. Uh, the bank balance, uh, sure, it's important. They want to know how much money you have in your checking account or savings account. But let's talk about the checking account, for instance. Many people do not know that when a bank uh, officer, a mortgage lender, looks at your bank statements, they're looking beyond the balance. One of the biggest things that they look for is overdrafts. Yeah, you know, you might have uh, written a check for $1,000. You only had $970 in at the time, and so you were overdrafted by $30. What happened? Most of us have overdraft protection, right? So we're safe. The bank takes out another $30 from the overdraft protection, pays that check off, and then you pay a small fee for overdraft protection. The next day, maybe your paycheck gets deposited, you're back in the black, 
Everything is good. You keep rolling forward. You roll forward. So you wouldn't even know that there's a problem. And if you're not looking at your bank statement, you're definitely not going to know that there was a problem because the bank is not going to call you if you have an overdraft issue. They know that you've got money coming in on a regular basis. You might have your paycheck deposit on an automatic payment process, and you're only one day off from that check coming in, and you have overdraft protection. They just pay it, and away you go, and away you go. And this might happen once, twice, maybe a few times a year. Now you're going to get a mortgage credit report order because you want to buy a house. The mortgage lender looks at your bank statement, and he sees, hmm, you had an overdraft last month. So what's your response? Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. I have overdraft protection. Well, guess what? The bank doesn't care. The bank that wants to lend you $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 or more to buy a house, they don't care that you had overdraft protection. What they care about is that you needed overdraft protection. So you might say to yourself, well, that's the whole reason I have overdraft protection so that when I get overdrawn, it's automatically covered. Makes sense, right? Well, the mortgage business isn't quite as logical as that. They don't care. In fact, what the mortgage lenders think and the mortgage banking industry thinks is that if you need to use your mortgage overdraft, rather your overdraft protection, it's because you're not doing a very good job of managing your money. And if a mortgage lender gives you $200,000, $300,000, whatever the amount is to buy a house to get a mortgage, they're going to be worried that you're not going to make that overdraft protection uh, likely on a big payment like a mortgage loan. They might worry that because you're so lackadaisical, about the way you manage your checking account, you might be the same way when it comes time to pay your mortgage. And trust me, those mortgage lenders, they need those payments in and on time. Because when your mortgage payment is late, it starts to cost them more money to notify you, to set up the tracking and find out what's going on. I mean, it's a big costly thing for them. So overdraft protection, it's there for your protection, yes. But if you're going to see that on a mortgage statement, a mortgage application, when you're talking to your lender, it's going to pose big problems. So trust me, overdraft protection is not a good thing to use ever. It's only really there as an emergency. And again, there's a fee. It might be $10, $12, $15, whatever that is. If you're consistently using your overdraft protection, you're actually throwing money away and you're hurting your opportunities to get a mortgage. So monitor your checking account. Monitor wherever you're normally paying your bills. If you're having overdraft protection issues, clean it up. You've got to maybe cut down on a few luxuries for a little while so you can build up a little bit of reserve in your payment account. Whatever it takes, you've got to make sure that it's rare, if at all, that you use overdraft protection. That's a great way to take care of your credit and make sure that you have a great credit report. Now, after this break, we're going to be talking about how you make your payments. So a lot of people carry big balances on their checking account, uh, credit card or their debit card, and they might have two or three accounts, but they always make those payments on time. So they probably figure, well, I'm a good credit risk because I always pay my bills on time. I know that because I got a ton of bills. I get a ton of bills in the mail and I always pay them on time or I always pay them online. But guess what? The balance makes a huge difference on those accounts that you have, and it could prevent you not only from having a great credit score or a good credit score, it could prevent you from being able to get a mortgage at all. I'm going to go into more detail on improving your credit and maintaining a good credit score by monitoring the balances on your accounts and how we do that after this quick message from our sponsors. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. 
This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Time and time again, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they experience confusion about the entity or entities they have formed either on their own or through another service provider. If you do not understand how to obtain solid liability protection, effective tax reduction, or have never given any thought to the importance of exit or estate planning issues, then the Sage Facilitator Program was designed specifically for you. To learn more, call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 and schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. The Sage clients enrolled in the Sage Facilitator Program have discovered that this proprietary process creates tremendous peace of mind for themselves and their families. It's time for you to stop worrying by calling 775-786-5515 to learn more so we can help you today. Call Sage International. Business owners need a new phone system but dreading the hassle and the headaches? I'm Joe Berardi, president of DSX Voice. We make upgrading to a state-of-the-art phone service easy and affordable. With our cloud-based service, you have no expensive equipment to buy, and unlike the other guys, we're a turnkey solution. We take care of absolutely everything so you don't have to. We provide free on-site installation and user training, unlimited extensions, unlimited calling, and more than 50 enterprise-class features with free local service and support. For a limited time, you can get started with DSX Voice for just $99 with up to six desk phones and your first month's service. DSX Voice is business telephone service reinvented for the Internet age. Find out what's possible for your business. Call us today for a free, no-obligation, on-site demo and get started for just $99. Call 624-9424. That's 624-9424. On Nevada Real Estate Radio today, we're talking about how to maintain a good credit score, how to improve a credit score so that, you know, you can enjoy life. When you're not having to struggle with your creditors and you know what your balance is on your checking account, you know you can make your bills paid. I mean, you feel a lot better. You're a happier person. And, you know, happy people are successful people. You can find a lot of great opportunities in the world if you've got control of your own finances. That And these changes that you can make in your world, my gosh, they can even help you Take another step up in improving your finances. Let me give you an example. It was about a year ago that I ran into a gent at a function, and he told me about his company, DSX Voice. This is a new kind of phone system that small businesses can use to be more efficient, more effective, and save money. After talking with the owner, Joe Berardi, about DSX Voice, we decided to get a presentation. And when we saw his presentation, we were blown away. We save now so much money, probably at least 
30 to 40% of what we used to pay for phone service, we no longer pay. That money goes back into our pocket. Money saved is even better than money earned. Remember, you're not taxed on money that you save, just like you are when you earn it. So when you save money, it's all yours. You get to keep it. We're building up our bank account now because of our new phone system from DSX Voice. I encourage you to call the owner, Joe Berardi, and ask him if you can save money on your small business telephone service by signing up for the great package they have available at DSX Voice. Give him a call, 775-624-9424, and tell him Peter sent you. All of the DSX Voice information, of course, is up on our website. They're one of our sponsors on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Com. I really like to talk about money because, let's face it, I love money. Not, not because I love money as it is, but I love the fact that money gives you control. It gives you power. It gives you freedom. It allows you to do the things that you want to do without having something always tagging, pulling on you, right? Something holding you back. None of us have an infinite supply of money, but if we have enough money to do the things that we want, we can actually use the money to grow our lives and grow our business. And that's what we're talking about today. A biggest part of growing your life and growing your business, of course, is buying real estate, buying that first primary residence, maybe buying investment property, a second home, uh, you know, maybe commercial property. But you've got to start out by having the right mindset, and that is knowing how to manage money. We've talked about how to manage your payment schedules, how to monitor your credit reports for public record information. We've talked about not using overdraft protection like it's water. I mean, it's there for emergencies only. If you know that you don't have the money in the bank to buy something or write a check and you're thinking, oh, it'll be covered by overdraft protection, do not do that. Do not depend on overdraft protection. Wait a day or two, wait a week or two, or just don't buy that product or service at all if you don't have the money. You will feel better and you'll sleep better because you are in charge of your own finances. When it comes to buying a house, as I mentioned, getting that mortgage credit report is the top of the tier. That's where you get all of the information about what's happening on your credit report. And many times, a mortgage lender is going to see that you have one, two, three, four, or five accounts active. Maybe a couple of them might be credit cards. Maybe one might be a car loan. They're not only looking to see if you've made the payments on time, but they're looking to see what your balance is. Why would the balance have anything to do with it? I'll tell you why. Because if you have a really, really high balance on a credit card, let's say $9,000 on a credit card, and your limit is $10,000 on your credit card, that means you've only got 10% more that you can use. You've got essentially $1,000 of credit left. When a mortgage credit report is ordered and they see that you are at 90% use of your credit on that account, that is going to hit you big time. Your score is going to head downhill. You like black diamonds? You like to ski? That's what I'm talking about. It is down and fast when your balance is that high. You've got to monitor what your credit balances are against the limit. Look, the credit reporting bureaus like to see a balance on a credit account because they know that it's active. They know that you're using it. And hopefully they see that you're paying it on time. But they also want to see that you don't need to use all of it. So what's the magic number? Here it is. 25 to 30% of the limit. That's where you should be max on the use of your credit card, which means in this case, if you have a $10,000 limit on your credit card, you should be at, your balance should be no more than $2,500, maybe $3,500 at the most. Because once it goes beyond that, much higher, your credit score is going to start to drop big time. And if you've got two or three accounts, 
and your limits are that high on the ratio of the balance versus the limit, I mean, you're going to have a horrible credit score. And you may not and probably won't be able to get a mortgage to buy a home because what it says to a lender is that you're living on the edge. I like to live on the edge. I like to look over to the other side, but not when it comes to my money and not when it comes to my credit. There's too much risk there. I mean, if some emergency comes up, you've just gotten a new mortgage and then your transmission goes out on your car and then you go to your credit card and you're at 90% of your max and now you can't get that transmission fixed, it's also going to mean you may not be able to go to work. And if you don't go to work because you don't have a vehicle, you may lose your job. And if you lose your job, you may not be able to make those other payments. Trust me, the banks think about this stuff all the time. They know why they don't want to give loans to people that have high, high balances on their credit cards when it's compared to what their limit is on their credit cards. So if you want to look good when you go talk to a mortgage lender or anybody that's going to run your credit, check your balances first. See if you can pay them down a little bit. See if you can get below that big, big percentage threshold. 90%, that's crazy. That's outrageous. You should be in the 25 to 35% range of usage for your credit to have the best score. Now, I'm a former mortgage lender, and I helped a lot of people not only get good credit, but maintain good credit. And one of the ways that we would help people improve their credit scores when they came to see us for a mortgage loan, and we looked at their credit report, was to say to them exactly that. Your balance is way too high on this credit card. If you pay that down by $1,000, you'll be below 50%. Your score may go up 10, 15, even 20 points. And then we're looking at this other account. And, oh, this account here, I mean, you've, you've got a very, very high balance. I would say this one, you could pay it down to next to nothing, get that one off your account. Now you have a lot less debt. Your ratios are good. You've got a credit score that's now going to look attractive to us, a mortgage lender. Once you fix it, and then in another 30 days, we'll order the credit report. Ladies and gentlemen, I did that many, many times to help people. And I was able to improve people's credit reports enough so that they could not only get a mortgage loan, but they would also actually, in many cases, get better interest rates because interest rates are driven by the credit score that you have on your profile. So everybody was happy or nearly happy, right? Because we were able to help people reduce their uh, debt or help people, help people get a higher credit score and then they could get a mortgage loan and they get lower interest rates than they would have otherwise. Some grant programs are out there that allow you to get down payment assistance, but you have to have a certain credit report, credit score to do that. So we would help people to do that. Improve your credit score, then you'll be eligible for a grant. There's your down payment money. You can buy a home with little or no money down. All good. It might take a month or two, but we'll do that. Here's what you need to do to improve your credit score. In most cases, the guidance was pay down your credit report, your credit, your credit balances on your credit cards so that your ratios are much lower. You're not using 50% or more of your credit availability. You're only using 25 to 35%. Good advice it was, and good advice it is, but not for much longer. I was talking to a top mortgage lender just last week, and the mortgage companies are getting wise on this. In fact, what they're thinking about doing, and it's probably going to happen, is this. They're going to see if somebody was carrying a high, high balance for months or even years, and then suddenly on their new credit report that they're reviewing now to make a loan, they see that, oh, about 30 days, they paid a big chunk of money down, and now their ratios are much lower. And hey, let's look at this. They've paid off this account. They had that for years, always had a high balance. Now it's suddenly paid. So the credit bureaus are showing to the mortgage lenders and all lenders across the country now 
that, yeah, you might have a great score, but how did you get it? How long have you had that great credit score? These are new metrics that are coming into play in the mortgage lending world. So ladies and gentlemen, it's not as easy. It's not going to be as easy as just paying down your balance on your credit card so you can get a higher score and then get a mortgage loan. The banks are already thinking about this. They're already saying, gee, if they've always carried that high balance, where did they get the money to pay off or pay down that credit card? Could it have been a personal loan that they got from a family member or a friend? And what's going to happen after we give them the mortgage? Are they going to run that credit card up again to nearly its max like they have for the history that we see on their credit report? For years, they had this high, high balance, close to the max on their credit card. And then just a few months before they came us, they paid it way down. The credit score came up and now we've got to give them this low credit score, uh, this high credit score rather with these low interest rates. The banks are wising up. It's harder and harder to fix things and improve things. You still have some time though. And if you pay your credit card down and get your ratios down, the key is to leave them that way. This is a new way of life, monitoring your credit, maintaining good credit. I've enjoyed talking with you about this. Like I do every week, I talk to people about real estate for primary residence buyers and real estate for investors. If you would like to visit with me, talk more about improving your credit so you can get a mortgage to buy a home or do anything with credit, I encourage you to call me anytime after the show, 775-786-5515. And you can talk to me and you can find out more about our radio show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. And hopefully you'll be on the way to great finances in your world. Be sure to tell your friends and family that we're on the air every week, same time, same station. So tune in again next week. And stay tuned because coming up next on this radio station, it's the Sherry Hill Radio Show. If you run a business or you want to run a business, if you're an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur, if you just want to improve your own business life, Sherry Hill is a wealth of information. She's the wealth protection diva and she's on next right here on this radio station. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.